everybody, and welcome back. It's Nick, your co-host for this week's episode of Geekable Podcast, the geekiest show in this reality dedicated to hosting passionate people, discussing our excitement for comics old and new, what's hot in the industry, and of course, all things MCU. If you enjoy this show and this episode, please hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't skip a beat. And now it's time to reintroduce our co-host for this week's episode. We have Bianca Collects back, who is a collector and MCU enthusiast. Bianca, great to have you back. Thanks so much for, for coming back on Geekable. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. It's it's all you know, there's a few people on Instagram who I like always try to make time to to really like see what's going on with and you're always on one of them because you're you always have so much like you're very well-rounded as a fan like you can talk about what's going on and mcu like old comics you're kind of like a melting pot of fandom in a way yeah. like funko pops like you really like do all you know you're everywhere at once it's good it's it's it, it's always nice to talk to like well-rounded fans because like that's kind of how i see myself as well like i can talk about old books and new books and i feel like it's it's always leads to like a great discussion. So I'm really glad we can recreate this. And if anybody enjoys this episode that you're listening, definitely go back and check out our uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Volume 3 episode where Bianca and I discussed that in depth. That was a great episode. Um, so definitely check that out if you have some time after this one. But for everybody here, you've been demanding it. We have it back with, uh, we're going to run it back with Across the Spider-Verse where, um, you know, it's, just honestly, like, it's so close for me to say, like, masterpiece of a film. I, yeah, it was. Yeah, right. You agree? I loved it. We're going to be talking about that. Bianca, why don't you kick it off with with any thoughts regarding the movie? I'd love to hear, like, how many stars you'd give it. Yeah. What were your immediate thoughts? So immediately, five out of five, or if you do 10, I do 10 normally when I rate my movies, but 10 out of 10. I mean, it was, Yeah. I left that movie theater, like, what did I just experience? It was yeah. so good. And I loved Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I didn't get to see it in the movie theater. So I watched it like at home. So nice. this was a completely different experience watching the second one in the movie theater. But it was, oh my God, it was such a, such a good movie. So good. I like it hit all the things that fans were looking for. From this, from the first movie, like we got, you know, Gwen's kind of mm -hmm. a little bit of Gwen backstory, um, even Miles kind of like, so I just feel like they listen to the fans, which is always appreciated. Absolutely. Um, and we just got such a dynamic movie where the animation, just when you thought the animation could not get better. Like I, I, I saw the first one, like, there's no way you could top this. And they did. And they topped it. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was crazy. It was crazy. And I had the same experience because I actually didn't see the first one in theaters. And I watched it at home and it was like, fine. It was a good movie. You know, the voice acting is convincing. The animation's there. But it's so different watching it on a big screen. Like, there's so much to it. And, um, you know, it's usually it's like I'd complain if I have to wait. Like, I think it was, well, what, four years ago the first one came out or something. And like, it was so worth the wait. Yeah. So it was, you know, very rare is the case where I'll sit here and say like this, you know, the sequel is better than, than the first movie. Right. Only a few movies come to mind. I think for all of us where that's the case. And this was one of them, I think. Yeah. And I'm not saying the first one was not good. This movie is just, it's just better. I Like I just yeah. had a, yeah. Right. I, think wait to, I feel like they had enough time to develop it, to become better. Like they feel like they didn't rush the second project, which we see a lot with sequels. And that's why I feel like a lot of sequels. Totally. Um, and I feel like they took a nice gap where there was so much development in many aspects of the movie. Um, and that's what made it a better sequel. I do agree. I think that the, it's like, it's almost, they're, really good for for different reasons but i just feel like overall this sequel was better than the original um just in the sense of like the whole movie as a whole there were things that i i did i do really love in the first but i just feel like mm -hmm. as absolutely a whole, the second one was just top tier top tier yeah it was so good i mean they even had me at the start where you have what is it, almost like the renaissance vulture we'll call yeah, it adrian cool. tombs yeah, and like I really 
loved it because there's there's like a stigma around like some Spider-Man villains where like they're not that like intimidating. And I really loved it was such a fun sequence for me because like they really gave like the vulture like a ton of like different tricks up his sleeve and like a ton of things he could do. And and like oh, it was just like a love letter to like old I don't know, like comic characters like that that are seen as like not not dangerous and not a threat. And I really, it was just a fun, fun start to the movie. And that's where I was like, okay, this is if they could just keep pace, like I'm gonna be good. And they completely kept pace. And it was just the whole way through was just entertainment. And it really left me wanting the sequel just as much as if you know as if it was just like a, a regular mcu movie you know where like you leave the theater and you're like man i can't wait for the next one it's the same thing here and i didn't have that too much after the first one i was like okay i can wait like yeah right. and and even beyond this being a, a part one like i left the theater and i was like i i just genuinely want the second one right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It kept pace. I, I do think that the they did the ending so well um, we could definitely talk about the ending. I have a lot. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, spoilers, guys. Spoilers, spoilers. We're gonna be talking about it all. Um, but I, I think that the ending was so well done. I, I haven't really heard much hate about the movie, with the exception mm -hmm. of the ending. I feel like so many people were like, I didn't like the ending. Why they leave us on a cliff? I'm like, it's a part one. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? Like, right. they get you to watch the second movie. So absolutely, leave you on a cliffhanger. We have to. So, um, and I. I mean, I can go on about that ending. That ending was so, so good. Um, but just talking about the beginning, I do, Definitely. I think the, the intro, at, at first, the first, I was the longest intro ever, but it was in a good way. Like when they hit, when they did the title, I was like, oh my God, I forgot I was watching an intro. Like that was, it was a long one, but it was such yeah. a good storyline. I loved seeing Gwen's kind of like the whole Peter Parker alternate sort of situation. And it was, totally. it was so good. I loved it. And I loved the, I don't know how it was noticed, but the animation style of Gwen's world and the coloring of oh, her so yep. good. It yes. was like the moodiness of, you could see through all her emotions. Like when she was yeah. upset, it was like this blue purple. And then when she would hug him, then it would turn this like bright green and yellows. Like I was like, this animation is insane. Like yep. it's just attention to detail the way that it just fully immersed you in each type of character, because every character kind of has their own animation style, which is really cool and makes you really feel like you're in a multiverse movie. Um, but just, I loved that touch that they did with Gwen's whole universe. And they did it again at the end when he, she goes back to her universe, they stayed true to that. And it was just so cool seeing the hues and they did like, it was like a watercolor type of background. Yes, it was. It was so cool. I loved that. Yeah, I loved yeah, and and I oh, I couldn't agree more with that. That was honestly the the best part, like one of the best parts of the movie for me was how they will drape the mood with the backgrounds and and that was because it just it, it almost made you feel like you could feel the movie a little bit. For sure. For you sure. know what I mean? And I really look the one thing I always ask out of like any movie is just make me care about every character individually instead of just like the lead character of like Miles. Yeah. Because I'm already going to care about him. I, obviously, the he's, you know, the main character of the movie. But everyone had a, a struggle in the movie, right? You had Gwen, and she got so much airtime in this. Yeah. As, as she deserved so much screen time. Well-deserved. They nailed it. You know, even even like a character like Spider-Punk, he'll come on and like steal the show. And it's like, this is why you should care about him. Have fun. Yeah. And, you know, Miguel O'Hara, uh, Spider-Man 29, Miguel O'Hara, they even gave him like, they gave me a reason to care about that character. And it just kept going. And at the end, you just really have like, you know, no pun intended, but just like a web of characters and yeah. everybody has a purpose in the movie. And it's, it's just, it was, per it was so well done and that that adds uh, so much to the film and it, it was sure. correctly done yeah. so yeah so well. that as a spider-verse movie i feel like it would be really easy to lose that um kind of like those little individual stories right. um because there's so many characters right but i feel like they did such a good job and in even with the amount of spider-man alternatives that there were they still 
like played tribute to all the ones that fans love and they gave every yeah. little like which that was honestly my favorite part was finding all the little spider-mans i was like oh that one totally so much fun and especially like as a comic book fan i mean this was a comic book lovers movie this was totally it yep. was all of the comic book easter eggs were insane they were yeah. everywhere. and <laughs> even like being spectacular spider-man from the animated show i don't know why they made him so short he was very short but <laughs> but he yeah. came on and he looked like this big compared to everybody else but it was so you were like oh my god that's spectacular spidey you know like just seeing all the even ones that were like exclusive to comic books, it was just so, so cool. Yeah. Scarlet Spider was super awesome. Like Ben Riley, mm -hmm. that's a fun little addition on there that um, I feel like, you know, obviously we saw him in that preview, but that was a fun little addition that I feel totally. like were like nice, you know? So I, that was my favorite part, them showing like the comic books, how it would kind of like on the screen and then flip open. That was cool. And I love, cause you just recognize the issues. Like you just like, right. oh, they you know, ASM 365, whatever. And you're like, this is cool. This is so cool. So it was really exciting to find all those little Easter eggs. I really, I agree. That. I agree. And I, I love that you said that. I want to wind it back a minute because you said so much good stuff there. But one thing that stuck out to me was like, this was like almost like a, a love letter to like comic book fans. It really was. The last movie that I saw, which, which I thought was like a love letter to comic book fans was, um, was uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And I thought this because I left the, the theater and I was like, this was a love letter to everyone who had seen the movies before. They integrated it well with some comic features, which is always welcome. I was like, this was this was a movie for the fans. This was too. They knew exactly who their audience was watching this. And they I think that they did listen to what we wanted more of in the first one. And they just delivered. And it, and it was almost like a you don't nothing was broken the first one. So nothing needed fixing. So they just gave us more and better stuff. And, you know, the first one won an Oscar for best animated movie. I think I definitely think this should be nominated in the running. hundred percent. I do you agree with that. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, like you said, I think they listened to the fans a lot. I think something that I really, that I really loved was just that we got villains other than the sinister six. Yeah. I feel like with Spider-Man movies, it's so easy to default to those six villains. And we see it time mm -hmm. and time again. We're like, how many Doc Ox can we see? Right. How many can we see? And although they added those little moments in there where we got, um, the highlight was non-Sinister Six villains. And we're, right. I, I think that was great, a nice break from that. Um, and just kind of played because really i mean there are so many villains in the spider-man world like if you just look at com i mean you can make endless movies endless i was movies. about to use the word endless i was about to use the word endless it really is and and how they chose to go about it was great too because it wasn't just like a villain focused movie yeah. right it wasn't like the, even the spot like he was more in my opinion and i say this with like all the love in the world um because some people don't you know it's, it, it has a stigma but he was more of a plot device yeah, i thought I yeah in the movie instead of just like a villain. And I think that they almost like played along with that. Cause he keeps saying like, I'm going to be your worst enemy, you know, yeah. and it's, it, and he just turned out to be a catalyst of the story, I guess you could say. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And it was super well done. And, it, and, and, and what more can you kind of do with the spot than like the first fight scene we saw. And then he turns into like, almost like a, you know, like an Avengers level threat, basically. Right. <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You no, that whole scene where he like turns into this guy, I was like, oh my God, this is actually intense. And yeah. I was thinking, I was like, how can you even defeat this guy? Like when you think about it, you're like, this guy is kind of like not intentionally powerful because he's right. basically a dweeb. Like this guy is just like a hot mess of it. He's like tripping on himself. I mean, he is like not a villain. Right. <laughs> um, like, he's not a bad guy, but it's like his power itself is something so like abstract. You're like, how do you mm -hmm. even beat this guy like you just yeah. fall, you end up over here like it's just a, it was such a interesting villain to see and i um and to see it play out on 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 a movie you know obviously he's in the comic books and all of that in the spectacular spider-man uh series and, and so it's like nice to see that come to life but it was it was really well done and i really uh, I really enjoyed that. Like you said, it was definitely like a catalyst for that. I feel like it laid out events to happen and that was more of his purpose. Hmm. Uh, but he was cool to watch and I and I I enjoyed that and watching yeah. the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, me too. And and 
this I wanted to wait. I I I like to come with questions to make it more interactive of an episode. This is a question I have for you. Because yeah. talk about the plot and everything. There was one thing I didn't understand in the movie. And it was when Miguel O'Hara is saying, like, you know, you weren't supposed to get bit by the spider. This is bullshit. You know, you are you might cause the end of, of you know, everything type. Right. You know, it was like stakes were big in this movie. It wasn't like a small scale Spider-Man movie. Stakes were big. But I didn't understand how Miguel O'Hara could, was so mad at Miles when, like, after seeing the first one, we know that it was pretty accidental. It was completely. I don't know why. It, completely accidental why he got bit by the spider, how he got bit by it. It seemed like he, I know Miguel kind of comes from a world of, like, black and white and, like, a world of, like, pain. So he sees everything in, like, a fractured lens. But I, it just seemed like there was so much emphasis on, like, Miles, you, or, yeah, Miles, you ruined this. You got bit by the spider. You weren't supposed to. The kid has no control over that. Yeah. like that was like why I was rooting for miles so much. Cause I was like, this is, I'm frustrated for you. Like you, you know, there was so much against him and he had no control over it. I think it was, I, I totally get what you're saying. Cause actually if there was one thing that I didn't necessarily, I wasn't the biggest fan of is the way 2019 right. was depicted. Like Miguel here seemed like some sort of like crazy monster. Like he just seems so angry. And like, I yeah. get it. When I think of that I get character, what I'm thinking of. So, right. um, so he was definitely like super emotional and like a very angry guy. And I think that that's what kind of drove him to just kind of lose it with Miles. And I think it more stemmed from the fact that Miles was trying to overstep and he's already done harm in the sense that the situation happened. He got bit by the spider, but now he's trying to like hop universes and mm. he's to, you get me? So I feel like, Okay. Like he was kind of like, dude, you're already a problem and you're making this worse by being here. You're not supposed to be in this, whatever the facility was, like the, you know, all the spider people are. You're not supposed to be here. You're not allowed on this team, like for that very specific reason, which is why Gwen was like, you can't be here. And then on top of that, he caused another issue with the whole canon event in the um, Spider Man India, India one, where he saved the officer. And so I feel like it was like all of these things building up where he's like, you keep messing things up. Like, stop. You're already an anomaly. Like you in existence is already a problem in our canon timeline. And yes. then on that, now you're coming in, you're not supposed to be here and you're messing things up. Okay. So I feel like that's where he's lost his temper. Like he's kind of like, I'm fed up with you. Um, but you're right. I mean, it was definitely like the guy was a little unhinged. Like he was, he like, was unhinged. Yeah. I mean, a few times, like, yeah, serious. Like I, I, a few times I started thinking he's crossing into like almost like villain territory, yeah. strong yeah. word, strong yeah. word. But, you know, you start to see that a few of the people are, you know, almost starting to side with miles in the movie. And then at the end, like that basically kind of is what happens in a way. Yeah. Right. And and I really like that because Miles is in the in this movie is such an easy character to root for. Yeah. And it feels good to root for him because he's so good and he's so relatable and, and all of these things. But on on top of that, he's just probably like upwards of the most likable comic book character that we've come across in a, in a movie of, of any type of movie style, including you know, animated yeah live action he's so likable i think that's what really drove it for me and that's what made me invested like the whole time he still has spider-man struggles but he also has this world-ending multiversal thing going on right he's trying to get into colleges and do all this spider-man and that's like what makes it fun and i really would love to hear about what your thoughts are about too on the representation in the film because that must have really struck you pretty profoundly i would i would think yeah yeah, I think um, the representation was nice. I do think, um, obviously, we know Miles is a character that kind of opens that world of representation. And I feel yeah. like that was really nice. Um, you know, we kind of get, and now with this whole multiverse thing, kind of the things mm. are, possibilities are endless, right? We can have so many representations. Totally. Uh, 
and uh, which I think is is really cool. Obviously, the Spider Verse world in general, like even in the comic books, um, especially this the more recent run was that came out a few years ago was really like keen on representing a lot of different varieties, not mm. just like ethnicity and race and things like that, but kind of um, you know like we got the first um, you know like disabled Spider Man, the first yep. which featured in in the movie which was cool and you know we get just so many different different versions of that and I feel like the representation was really nice um I'm a big Miles fan in general I have nice. always loved Miles um I love the Hispanic representation they Absolutely. do it accurately too like as a Latina I it's it's very accurate like the way his mom talks to him and the whole like little I actually cried in the scene where she's like talking to him and kind of like telling him like okay go go be with your girl like yeah. go find, never forget where you come from like that whole like mom pep talk um and the way that you know like the whole spanglish thing like yeah. the whole thing is so accurate um and they do a really good job at representing latinx culture in, and all of that and they do an awesome job with that so i feel like the representation couldn't have been more spot on. And I, I love that about the Spider-Verse movie, the first one, and they one-upped it in this movie. They did. Sure. They one-upped it. I was That's exactly what I was going to say, too. They one-upped it, but they didn't make it, like, they made it so easy because I, I, I you know, she was, what, his mother was Puerto Rican, I think. Yeah, Puerto Rican, yeah. Yep. Dad was just African-American. And they, yeah, see, I didn't really know that. I don't know Miles, like, super well in the comics. So this was, I think that's what made it fun, too, is that, like, I don't have, like, a, a, a comic book connection with the character super strongly. Um, I really love that aspect of it. Even when, like, it got a little slow, and, yes, they're, they're, they're you know, they're on top of the roof and they're talking. I'm like, okay. I, it, it just felt so right, and it felt so real. And... Again, I just have to say the voice acting is so convincing in the show. I, I'm sorry, in the movie, and how how everything is is portrayed, I thought was just beautiful. I thought it was super well done, and even the slow part didn't feel slow. It, it felt super emotional, and that's what Spider-Man is. That's what he is as a character. S done extremely well. Love to see more of it in the next movie. Hopefully, I'm sure we will. Um, yeah. I want to ask you this. This is a question I have like for like lasting thoughts. I have to ask it now. Burning question for you. We we'll just need to know what you think. We know that Amy Pascal said, yeah, there's a live action Miles movie coming. Yeah. Would you love to see this live action Miles movie be a different Miles or somehow in the next movie we get him and we get the same version that we love so much and just put him into live action somehow? I I feel like let's just keep it like if it's not broke don't fix it um that's what I'd like to say as somebody yeah. who does feel a strong connection to the miles that we have I feel like he's he's just so lovable like why taint that like why change that um do I feel like there's room that they could uh, adopt another version I mean I guess really you can I mean who's to say that it's this miles or I guess it technically would be right if they keep it if they keep it same timeline and all the same then I guess it has to be that miles because he's the only one who accidentally gets bitten by the spider and blah 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 so I guess it ha would have to be oh that is that such a good thought like it that has to be that miles he is an anomaly like he's the only one he did not he's not meant to be spider-man so if we are going to make a live action. He has to, if we're going to keep the timelines all together, you know, which they do a lot of live action. They're like, this live action has nothing to do with everything else. And then right. you, know, you make it its own thing, which I feel like for fans, we don't really like that. We like everything all to like tie together. Like yeah, we do. Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like the live action, if we keep it canon here, that it has to be that miles Damn. because it's the only miles that exist. Bianca. I, I, okay, I, I, I haven't, like I said before, I haven't done a ton of research into the movie. That is, I don't think we'd find that many places. I think that's such a valid, valid, valid point. He is the the anomaly they're talking about. Um, I, yeah, I, and and my thoughts on this. Yes, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I just <laughs> like him so much yeah. that I do want to see him like in the MCU like I I do I just do and I feel a little guilty saying that because I'm 
I'm so much like, nah, just keep it its own thing. But uh, like, I just like it so much that when she said that, that was where my first thought went. I was like, initial reaction was just keep him, keep, keep this character going, hire, you know, someone who, who looks like, you know, we've been, I don't know if you've seen this, but Jaden Smith has been like teasing hard about. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I have yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Mixed, mixed emotions on that a little bit, but overall, I mean, I just would love to see this character continue to the capacity of like a live action, probably an unpopular opinion, but my opinion, nonetheless, I just, I just, and, and I think that you're right. I think that that's kind of, you just put it into a nice little bow for me. Yeah. And I think that you're right. That, that's the whole point is that he right. is the anomaly. Okay. Fair enough. I, I guess, um, I guess we'll see. But yeah, you heard it here first. I like your, Bianca, I like that's a great answer. Um, another question I have for you, too, is as far as the second movie goes, um, do you see his dad dying or not? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I haven't really, like, thought much about it. I, I've been, like, really focused on this idea that I have about the second movie, which I'll totally touch on in a second. We'll go there next. Um, Love that. We'll go there yeah. next. Love that. I have, like, a good, like, hunch about Ooh. the thing. So, um, I mean, here's the thing, is that it, it says that everyone kind of has this close detective die. That's, that's right. something that's supposed to happen in every Spider-Man's life. Now, the only thing that I'm thinking of is, like, he's not technically supposed to be a Spider-Man. So does everything apply to him as well? Like, does... Do you get me? Like, so oh, if he's I do not get supposed you. to be a Spider-Man, does all the same canon events are supposed to happen to him? Like, is it the second he became a Spider-Man, now he's part of it, and now all the canon events have to happen? Wow. Or is Brilliant. it is now, like, his, he's branched out, and now, like, his whole thing... You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, kind of yep. hard to tell. I feel like they can kind of go... I mean, it's their choice, because they, they wrote it. So they can, they can right. go whatever they want. But... It has me wondering, like, are the same things going to apply to him, you know, as, as everybody else? That's a really good thought. That's a really, really, really good thought. I, I really don't have much to add because that makes complete sense. It makes, yeah. it makes sense. And, like, he is the anomaly. And, yes, every Spider-Man loses a, a, a captain, I guess you could say. For some reason, I'm leaning towards him not dying. Ultimately, I am. I, I'm not going to be super shocked if he does die. I think that they would. Yeah, I think that they are kind of ballsy enough to make like a turn like that. And it, you know, and then that's like, because the thing about Miles is that he doesn't have like an Uncle Ben situation where like right. someone's like with right. The closest thing he had was his uncle dying in his arms and basically just saying like a few quick words that. Kind of in a in a in a strange way parallel what Uncle Ben said. Yeah. And he doesn't have that, so a little piece of me is like, okay, is this going to be the Uncle Ben to to Miles? But I think I'm just overthinking it, and I think I'm just trying to make it up in my mind as I continue and just kind of like build a plot for the second, which I think is a great segue to hear what you have in mind for the second. I want to hear because all your ideas have been pretty fire so far. So <laughs> lay it on us. Super stuff. Okay, so um, so. I'm going to touch on a few things and then kind of, we'll kind of see okay. that into this whole sequel situation. So remember okay, Spider-Punk, okay. Spider right? He was such like, I feel like a super cool character oh, in the movie. They awesome. made him British. He's not actually British in the comics, but they made him British. Really? I thought he was. He's American. Like he's like an African-American, like now the whole wow. like anarchist, like punk, that's super true. Uh, but he's not British, but I love that they made him British. Like honestly, yeah. like that. I like that. A lot. He was like a true I, Brit too. Things, but that was good. I like. Yeah, that. that was good. I didn't even understand him sometimes. So. Well, what, I was like, yeah, I need you this guy. I, I was like, I have no idea what he just said, but it sounded really cool. He was. It just did. A, um, and I loved his whole thing, like his interaction with May Parker, like the little baby. Like I just, his whole thing was super cool. He was a vibe yeah. kind of guy, and I loved that. Um. And if you remember, he's Hobby Brown. So that's his name is Hobby Brown. Thank okay? you. Now, okay. um, he that is the actual character's name in the comic books. But I want to come back with Hobby Brown. So I'm not sure if you know the origin of the Prowler. 
But the Prowler in Amazing Spider-Man 78 is his first appearance, right? And this is like sub 100 Silver Age goodness of Amazing Spider-Man. And this is his first appearance. He is Hobby Brown. The Prowler is Hobby Brown. Like, that's who he is. Right. So then many, many years later, we get the Amazing Spider-Man series, which is like that Spider-Verse run that they did, where this introduced all of these alternate Spider-Mans, and it kind of unlocked yeah. the whole world. Yeah, what was that? 20, now, uh, 2015, right? Yeah, I think yes. around there. So, this is much, much later, but this ASM 10 issue is the first appearance of Spider-Punk, an alternate universe Hobby Brown. So check me out here. So we have... So in the comic book world, we have a universe where Hobby Brown is the Prowler. And yep. in another universe, Hobby Brown is a Spider-Man. Yes. He's either the Prowler or Spider-Punk. Like, Hobby Brown is these two people in two different worlds. And then we get this Spider-Verse movie, where the ending is that we see Miles Morales as the freaking prowler and i lost it i lost i was like i would i mean what an ending that was the most that makes ending. now i get the significance thank you for that quick lesson yes got you oh this was we get this kind of same thing where in one universe miles morales is a spider-man and in another universe miles morales is the prowler same right. thing is with hobby brown now it could be that it stops right here, that this was a nice little Easter egg for comic book fans. And we were like, hey, look at that little, the little tie that you did there. Uh -huh. And that's all that it is. Um, or, or in this Beyond the Spider-Man, we get a whole Prowler versus Spider-Man situation where like Miles Prowler is like, beep, 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 hello, Spider-Verse, uh, let's alert all the Prowler versions and let's oh. do Right. So if we're saying we get all the Prowlers together that like, think about like all, every Spider-Man is either a Prowler or a Spider-Man and we get all the Prowlers together and then we get all the Spider-Mans together, which really are just the same version of people with just two different timelines and we fight them against each other. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Beautifully explained. That was, that is awesome. Wow. How amazing this, like, that's a movie I want to watch. And I, I mean, I'm going to be bummed if it's not that, because that sounds like a really good idea. But either way, I'll watch it. But like, that just sounds like I just put all my little, like, boop, 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 pieces yeah. And I was like, you know what? Hobby Brown is also the, like, after I marinated the ending, it didn't hit right. me right away. But as I'm like driving home after the movie, I was like, you know what? Hobby Brown is also the Prowler. And then we get this whole Miles as Prowler. And I'm like, again, I could be reaching. And no, it was no, no. Just that little moment yep. where they played tribute to that kind of like little version of Spider-Man where that's a possibility and that's all we get. But I just think that that would be really cool. Damn, <laughs> Bianca, that. that is so awesome. I I, again, I don't think I would ever find that on. That's like that's a very original thought. That's yeah. a very original thought, and it makes complete sense. Right? It does. That, I feel like it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. No, no, no. I I follow that. That is cool. I wish I had a. I wish I had like a theory for the second one on par with that. I. That is really. That is cool. I I would like to see that only for the sake, and it could be done well too because we have an emotional connection to the Prowler. We have obviously an emotional connection to Miles. I think that that would work somewhat well instead of it just being like a mess of yeah. of a of a movie. I, I like and that. They, they did also put like they made it a point to show us the live action Prowler in there when they were kind of showing us all the different people. Wanted to talk to you about that. Yep. In tank things, and we got to see so much. Those were fun. Those were so fun seeing all the different things, and even when he was kind of showing the glimpses of all the canon events, and we get to see like. You know, Andrew Garfield, the Tony yeah. Fire, all of those. Like, that was super fun to see. But the fact that we got that live action Prowler in there as a little Easter egg, too, I'm like, hmm, maybe that there's more to this Prowler situation. Ah, that's a little bit of, yep, that's a little yeah. more added to your 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 master plan here for the second yeah, movie. Yeah. 
I like that. I and and that is a really that is a a great I like that theory that you have. That is excellent. And I I I want to go back to to how much time like Toby McGuire and um Andrew Garfield especially got in the movie for like flashback scenes and and stuff like that. I I thought I read somewhere that they were supposed to be in the movie and then they the directors were just kind of like we're just going to cut this a little bit, which I, I agree, which I, I, I kind of agree with a little bit um, as much as I'd love to see them probably just not there. I liked how tied in it was to all of that stuff in the flash, you know, there's things like uncle Ben dying and I see Tobey Maguire like touch. And I was like, man, like it makes sense how they're using the origin for the, the purpose of the story. Yeah. And I like that a lot. And I say that because like it's such an important part to like Spider-Man and and everything kind of stems from that. And that is like the point of the movie as a whole. I really had a lot of fun with that and spotting things was awesome. And I I definitely look forward to to watching the movie like at home where I can pause it and stuff because I'm yeah, sure there's yeah, yeah. so much I missed. And I, I do think that that is like one of the better parts of the film. I I want to see where this goes next and what is the next one comes out. I think eight months from now. Is that right? Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely, it says 2024. So that's soon. That's, I that's can, soon. I can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. We can work with that. Right. We can work with that. I liked it. I I can't wait to see how it does in the box office. I, I, I haven't been paying close attention to the numbers, but I'm sure it's doing well. The movie was just, a, it was just overall a really good movie. And if there's one thing that I would just ask of the next one is just keep it on top. Just keep, don't change anything with this. I like, I, I trust the creative team. They all seem really great and invested into it too, which I love. There's like a lot of heart into it. And you could tell like, you know, the secret ingredient is kind of love with this movie. And you could tell that the team put, put that into it here and they delivered overall. That's all I can ask for, for the next movie besides uh, Bianca's, theory here that this all kind of connects to Hobie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even if they don't, right? Even if I'm again reaching here and like right. there is some crazy possibility. But I just I'm hoping we get all of our loose ends tied. You yeah, know, yeah. I think we have a lot to finish with Miguel. They have a lot to finish with the Prowler. They have a lot like there's just so much that we do we have to close out. And I just hope that they do it sure. right. I think we will. I, I have I have no doubts that they will. Um but yeah, I'm excited to see how they tie the, all those loose ends. I think yeah. so too. And, and I do think that by the end, I, I think uh, Miguel O'Hara will have like more of a redeeming. like. I hope so. Yeah, I think so I too. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes sense. But that that's just my guess. I, I, I yeah, I, that's, that's, those are pretty much all the thoughts I had. Bianca, anything else for, for Into the Spider-Verse here that you, you think is worth bringing up for discussion? No, I think that was it. I think we touched I think we touched on everything. If you have any thoughts for Bianca and I, please leave it in the comments or or DM us what you think. We'd love to hear from you and hear what what your thoughts are about the film. Um switching into pop culture news, we're going to keep it Spider-Man oriented just as a smooth transition here. I don't know if you play video games, Bianca. I I I didn't play this, but Spider-Man 2 got an official release date for October 2nd. Um, I, it like rattles people that I don't play the game, but yeah. I, 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 I'm excited that everyone else is excited and it looks really cool. Any thoughts on that to, to discuss? Yeah, so I don't play video games either. I've never been a gamer. I honestly yeah. like really tried. So my friend has a PS4 okay. the game over and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to play this. And I was playing the original, like first Spider-Man. Um, and I, video games stress me out. So I was just like, <laughs> I can't do this. And I'm like, it, 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 I just, the, all the controls and the, yeah. I'm, it's exhausting. I'm just not for it. Like I, and I actually love watching gameplay videos on YouTube. So oh, cool. Like, watch people play all day long. Really? Um, yeah, okay. Like anything. I watched like someone play like the whole game of The Last of Us when that was out. And yeah, I love, I love watching other people play um i want i was recently watching gameplay for the new harry potter game like i okay. just love watching people play the games i just i'm not good at it so it's just wow. but i did see the whole little preview of the yeah. new game with the whole like symbiote 
uh, oh. and all of that. And like, that looks super cool. That <laughs> so looks like, awesome. I wish I was into it just to play it because it looks epic. But yeah, I'll probably just watch other people play on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> read it. There it is. Very nice. I wish I had more to say too. I don't. It looks cool. You know who looks awesome in that too is Craven. And yeah. he looks like the main villain. And um, I was really hoping there's so many rumors going around, Bianca, that the the Craven trailer uh is going would you know drop. I was hoping it would drop before the episode, it didn't. But I, for some reason, I just I would I I love Craven. Like I just like the the best Spider-Man story for me is where uh you know Craven basically you know proves that he's capable of killing Spider-Man and then yeah. it it yeah, the Craven's Last Hunt. That's like my one of my favorite comic stories of all time. And I I just any so anything Craven in it, I'm always like, oh that that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I, I'm sure he'll be done right there. Venom's also in the in the game. I, it seems like there's a lot to be excited for. I really you know whenever I talk about it, I'm like, I should play these, but I don't. So I probably will be like you and watching gameplay online. So be it. I'm here for it. It looks awesome. Um that's that's really cool. The other thing too that I wanted to talk about, because just because I have you on, is that Guardians of the Galaxy three crossed eight hundred million at the box office. Do you think one billion is on the way? I hope so. I think it's very deserving. Not surprised at all. Yeah. Like so, I'm, I still think about it. <laughs> I still think. Me about too. It. Yeah, Me too. It was, it was such a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I was actually I was I was at my apartment last night and all my friends were like that I went to see it with were like we should see that again and I was like yeah. we should see that again I'd, I'd be down for that like it, no, it's was... so good yeah and um I think James Gunn smells the billion on the way too because he just said yesterday he was like don't expect this to be on Disney Plus anytime soon I want you all to go see it in the theaters so he's he's I think he's pushing for the billion as he should that movie's worth a billion at the box office any day anytime um i'd love to see that happen if it happens i'll definitely give you a shout by, by now it might even be past 800 million but that's where we're at now um super super excited to see that come back but um transitioning and it's kind of it's not so much about comics or anything cool but i had to bring it up because it's just such a a comic book story that i think is just it blew my mind when i saw this on the news uh, you probably have heard of this or anyone listening, but there was four children found alive after a plane crash in the Amazon jungle and they were stranded in the jungle for 40 days and they all survived. I just had to, br I just had to bring this up. You didn't hear of that? Oh, no, I wow. don't have much news. It's very depressing. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is. But, oh my God, that's insane. So I guess following the story that their quote unquote indigenous origins, I think they're from Colombia, allowed them to acquire a, a certain immunity against diseases in the jungle and having knowledge of the jungle itself, like knowing what to eat and what not, as well as finding water kept them alive. And this wouldn't have been possible if they weren't used to that type of environment. Unfortunately, there was three other adults in the plane. They all they all perished in the crash, including their mom. Super tragic. But they had so many people, the military involved. Everyone was trying to find them. They couldn't. They eventually found a a, a dog, a, a Belgian shepherd, search dog, named Wilson that belonged to special forces. The dog was lost. <laughs> they found the dog, helped take care of the dog a little bit too, and they eventually just were found and i just thought it was such an amazing like tarzan like comic book story that i i was like i have to bring this up too yeah. cool not to talk about it unbelievable story with with uh you know uh, prayers out to to the people that lost their lives in the crash but the, the kids were were I mean, 13 <laughs> yeah this for real like the kids the kids were young too well there was a 13 year old a nine year old a four year old and i think there was one other two that i'm leaving out too that's like old. young i know right crazy i just think that's about like insane. 13 year old honestly i'm a so i'm a teacher and i teach middle school and they just think about my 13 year old and i'm like i don't think they could survive in the wilderness and that's no knock on a 13 year old i don't think i could either yeah, I, I don't think i, I could either really 
Oh my God, that's insane. Isn't that insane? I, I think they were Colombian. Yeah, it, 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 just insane in the jungle, in the Amazon jungle. Crazy story. It just reminded me of Tarzan. I was always a big Tarzan kid, like, yeah. growing up. That was one of my favorite, yeah, I like, favorite Disney movies ever was Tarzan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. So I, I thought of that. And I was like, that's just, that's just too cool. Um, so that, there's that. Thoughts on that, just craziness. Yeah. Kind of like a comic book type thing. Um, another thing I saw that I wanted to bring up to your attention specifically, because you, you are of, of Latina descent here, is that, I, I don't know if you've seen this, would love to know your thoughts. It would only judge you a little bit if you were for this movie. But uh, Bad Bunny, who I love, is, you know, still, I guess they're still on track to make the El Muerto movie by Sony, and they're not even contemplating cancellation of it. Um, you know, the uh, the official synopsis is a wrestler gains superpowers through a mystic mask worn by Bad Bunny. <laughs> I can't even I can't even finish the laughing. That originally fought Spider-Man in a charity wrestling match that nearly unmasked him before being stung with a paralyzing poison. So this is still coming out. Um again, I, I love Bad Bunny so much. I love his music, but this movie I just didn't understand it. Sometimes Sony just throws things at the wall to see what stick. This I think is a case. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on this development? <laughs> so I, I and I feel like the Latins of the world are gonna be upset, but I'm not the biggest Bad Bunny fan. I'm just oh really? I'm, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm just. You know what it is? Is that I'm in Miami and it's like insane the overtaking that this man has done to this oh city. Oh my God! Craziness I mean, it's everywhere. It, he's playing in every place you walk into. You yeah. go out to a bar or a club, and the second that comes on, everybody loses it. It's just, it's just, it's very strong. Like it's, it's it all is. the influence is insane in Miami. Um, so maybe I'm just like it's oversaturated here, and I'm like annoyed by it. Yep, it could be. I think that's more what it is. But I think that that movie sounds like a spoof. That movie sounds insane. <laughs> That the movie sounds insane. It sounds insane. Is this the first you're hearing of it? Have you heard of it before? I actually have not heard of it before. So this is actually new. <laughs> but I'm just like, this sounds like a joke. That's really funny. Um, I think Bad Bunny what acted in something recently. I forgot what it was. Did he? Did he yeah, really? He was a feature in like a random movie, I think it was, or something like that. I don't I, I think that's what it and it was just it's like one of those when you see a singing celebrity, like a, an artist come up on a movie and their their acting is typically so bad. Um yeah, yeah, typically, yeah. they're good at music and that's what they're good at. And they try to kind right. of cross worlds and it's unusually done well. Like normally it doesn't land. Um and I can't see how this would land. I feel like he's I can't, I just can't see him on the screen. It's just I, I just can't either. And I know he's dipping his toes in a lot of her things. Like he's in the WWE right now. And like, mm -hmm. he's to, to some extent, and you know, he is obviously like, you know, music, music first. Uh, I like him. So I'd like to, I don't know. I, look, I just, I don't know. There's some movies I just like, it's kind of like a, tr a train crashing and it's like, yeah. you can't help but look. It's like, I just like, I can't help but just like not watch all of this unfold. So I, I don't know if anybody has if anybody has thoughts on that please let us know because I I, I want to always be excited for a movie coming out but I just can't help but laugh at this yeah. it just sounds I don't know it just sounds it just sounds bizarre so a, a Bad Bunny starring as El Muerto I guess we'll see where the hell that goes not sure um on a on a on another note here with more Sony movies uh, Venom untitled third film i'm not super excited don't know where you stand with with, with the venom films but uh for anybody listening november 8th 2024 that's gonna drop have you seen the first two bianca you on with the venom uh, movies yeah i like so i'm a big venom fan i love venom i love venom in the comics uh more than anything i do feel like the movies were mid i don't think that they were anything yeah. to like, write home about or anything like that Agreed. um do you think some of the some of the aspects were really cool, you know, like they, they made him scary as hell. Um, mm -hmm. and I feel like that, that was, that was cool. Um, I, I just don't see where the direction would be for the third movie. I'm here like, okay, what else is there to say? What else I don't either. Do? I don't either. And it, it, um, 
it's frustrating because I love Tom Hardy. And yeah. I, yeah, and I love Venom. And I just couldn't even finish the second one. As soon as Carnage turned into a tornado in, like, the prison cell, I kind of was just like, I can't with this. Um, and I, I could. The Carnage edition was not it. No, it wasn't. And you had, you had um, Eddie, uh, no, what's his name? Please help me out here. Who played Carnage? Um, oh, my oh God. God. Hold on. Uh, Woody That's Harrelson. How- Got Yeah. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, we had him play Carnage, and it just still wasn't going to work. So I, I, I don't know. It's too bad. But Sony also set a release date for an untitled Marvel movie, presumably Spider-Man 4 for June 27th, 2025. I think that makes sense. I thought that there would be another Spider-Man drop before, you know, all of the craziness of, of Kang and Secret Wars. Will this tie in with Kang? I don't know. I kind of hope not, but we'll see. I, I, I'll take whatever, because I honestly trust it, because the last one was so good. I thought the first three were excellent. They want to keep yeah. making them. I'm down for it. I I would love to see this be listed in the near future as like a legitimate film, because I, I, I do want to see that. And um, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, fortunately, you know, the writers are on strike right now. I, I don't know if, you, if you've seen that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, around the United States, which 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 is great, it, you know, trying to get more pay. There was a lot of delays in sl- movie slates. I'm sure you saw that as well. Like Captain America delayed, Thunderbolts, Blade, Fantastic Four, Avengers, like a lot of stuff got pushed. What did move up, though, is Deadpool 3, of all things, to May 3rd, 2024. <laughs> i <excited for> that. <laughs> I love Deadpool. I can't wait either. If there was like one on the list... Ah man, it would maybe be that. It would maybe I, be that. Be stoked for that movie. Yeah. I know. I can't wait. May too. That's less than a year. So I mean, here I go doing the math. But I I would say probably. I mean, it would. Yeah, I think it's a reach to say San Diego Comic Con will get a trailer. Maybe, but I would love to say by the end of summer, we'll get like a teaser. Maybe. Yeah. Like September, I would say like we'll get a, our our teaser. That's soon, yo. That's soon. That that is soon. That is soon. And they've already done like, I feel like the hype for it is there because they gave us that little teaser. I mean, so yeah. well for the movie. Like they they gave us that little that little taste, and we were like, what? That's shocked. I know. Fans went nuts for that yeah. whole it, reveal. That was crazy. Totally. Uh, I mean, comic book sales were insane too. Like it was, people took that and ran with it. Um, I I feel like the teaser is going to be just as much like just everyone excited for it. Yeah. I have extremely high hopes for this movie. I actually in general have extremely high hopes for the MCU going forward. I think that they're kind of listening a little bit. Um, I, 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 the powers that be, I'm excited for this movie. I think it's going to be done well. I really, really am. At the end of the day, how bad could it be to have Hugh Jackman as a co-star, not even a, you know, you know, secondary co- co-star in the movie? They'll probably change the title to Deadpool and Wolverine or, or something like that. I'm here for it. I, I can't wait. Yeah, it blows that some of the movies are pushed back. I think Avenger, one of the Avengers films is literally pushed back a year. Do you think this has to do with the writer's strike or do you think Kevin Feige and the powers that be are just trying to like slow it down, make sure everything's polished, figure it out? I think maybe it's a mixture of both. Um, I do think that the writer's strike has to have an effect, I would imagine. I mean, we're losing time right now. Like every second they're not in there writing where everything is just getting pushed back. Um, I would like to also think that it's him slowing things down because as we've learned, when things are rushed, it never works out. So it was all this time. That it's also that in the mix. Um, because at the end of the day, I think we'll all wait if it's good. Like we'll, if, if it's good, we'll 100%. wait to the end of the year. And we did it. We've done it before. And we'll we have um, to get that Infinity War Endgame. Wow. Yes. We, will, we will wait forever. <laughs> like, okay. I like that you said that because I'm always preaching that. Just like we have to just wait yeah. for it. And it's so hard to wait, especially when the content's really good. It's so impossible to wait. And like looking at Avengers 2027, it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's a big number. <laughs> that's a yeah. big number. Like I might have like a wife and kids by that. Like, yes. that's insane. <laughs> like that's, that's crazy. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I 
I'm excited for it. I always preach that to quality over anything, yeah. like over anything, over anything, over anything, any day of the week. I think of like that for comics. I think that's that for movies, shows. Unfortunately, Daredevil born again, took a hit with this too. I think it was due to the writer's strike, even though they're filming now, not sure how that works, but that movie, that, that show, excuse me, is being delayed a little bit. It is what it is. It's, as long as it's good though, and we're on track, I'm okay with it. Um, speaking of movies as well, uh, you know, we'll have a, a, a sort of a, a another talk about this, I hope, because I would love to see news drop at some point, but the rights to the Incredible Hulk and Namor are officially back. They're back home where they belong. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited for that. You, any thoughts on that? Would you love to see a Hulk project? Love to see the Hulk change back to his like monstrous ways? Would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think I definitely think that a Hulk project would be cool. Yeah. Um, we we have some. I mean, I've I wasn't a fan of the others, so I would definitely like to see that kind of redone in a way that I think relates a little more to what we have already, um, mm -hmm. and kind of bring that back more into this MCU storyline and all of that that we're getting. Um, I think that would be cool. I for like Namor and all that. I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of him as uh, in Wakanda Forever. I mean. He was cool, but it's like, I don't know if I would be like super stoked to see a single project or anything okay. like that. Um, maybe he just wasn't, I didn't see enough to like really love him. And, or fair enough. Him. I think that's, yeah. yep. Fair assessment. And I never from the comics either, like not really um, into him in the comics. So, but Hulk is super cool. Uh, I think that would be, I mean, who wouldn't love a Hulk movie? Like, I feel like. I did so too. talking about like one of the original superheroes. Like most people yeah. when they're thinking about them getting into superheroes, they were little kids running around in Hulk costumes and Hulk action figures. Like, I feel like that would be a crowd pleaser for all ages. Agreed. So I like that everybody would love that. Agreed. I, I, I share the exact same thoughts as you. I Ultimate, I think he's an easy character too. He's all CGI at this point yeah. because he doesn't transform back to Banner. Um, I would like to see him become more like Savage Hulk again, but I feel like, I don't know, it might be tough to play around with that for a two-hour movie. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm probably wrong because the MCU can do anything, but I I would like to see more being done with him because... I, I don't know, not the biggest Professor Hulk guy, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I feel like after She-Hulk, I feel like a lot of people were kind of like, so what's going on with Banner? Like, he's, he's yeah. a little Or like, it just, this is not the Hulk that we know and love. And like, I don't know. I just think back to like Avengers 1, like that Hulk. Like, I just love that Hulk. Me too. Like, Me too. Me you too. know, so I just feel like maybe if we got, even if it was like maybe like a past story, like an I don't know. It doesn't have to necessarily be present time. Yeah, um, it's a good point. You never, you never know. But uh, but yeah, I'm not sure how they would how they would lay that out. But I don't know either. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. But we have them back, which is great. I mean, we that's I think that that's that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Um, another thing in the news, which was very sad, we saw John Romita Senior pass away. I saw you post about that. sad. Yeah, super sad. sad. Such a such a good guy. Legend. <laughs> yeah, legend. Legend. Yeah. Do you have any work, uh, any comics with him that that? Yeah, your... I think honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of any specific like major issues that I have from yeah. him. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sure I do. But honestly, just his the the you know the way he paved the way for so much is just it's admirable. And at the end, of the day, he's a legend. There's no. Uh, you know, this is one of the OGs, if you will. So yeah, he is an OG. He is. Yeah. I, I, I have this. I was able to get this at a con. Um, this is the first time he was on Spider-Man, and it's the only slab book I have at the oh, moment. Nice. Wow. I know, That's right? It, yeah. Anybody who, who's listening, I have Amazing Spider-Man 39, a, a CGC series, it was signed by Stan Lee back in 2016. Man, that was crazy at Rhode Island Comic Con. That's and, awesome. Yeah, I was like, man, I'd love to get this signed by Romita one day. And I always stayed on their newsletter for CGC to be like, yeah. hey, we have signings. And he just never did. And he never went to any cons. So unfortunately, it's not like I, you know, I it's there was a missed opportunity. He just, he was, I think he was done with it. Um, yeah. Would have loved to have gotten it signed by him. But um, he's just so, that's half the reason I got it. I just love his artwork. 
And I was like, man, you know, I, I don't know. I just kind of grew up reading his stuff. So sad, uh, you know, but just like any great artist, he his work always lives on and we can always go back and, yep, admire it and, and, and enjoy it. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there's, a, there's always more to be appreciated and there's always a new page out there that you haven't seen before. So hopefully we can all continue enjoying his work for, for years to come. But um, that's pretty much all I had here for uh, pop culture news. Bianca, anything to add? Any lasting thoughts before we, we close shop for the day? I think that was it. I think we, we covered it all. Bianca, thank you so much for your time here. Anybody uh, new or, or old-time listeners, please, please go give Bianca a follow at Bianca Collects, where she's posting very regularly about things in her collection, whether it has to do with comics, Funko Pops, uh, a litany of other things. She's, you know, very in, in the now with, with everything geek-related, huge comic collector and enthusiast. Definitely give her a follow, um, again, at Bianca Collects. And if you are new here, please give us a follow too at geekable underscore podcast, where we are posting daily about comics, movie news, show news, whatever it has to do with geekiness under the sun. We're dealing with it, talking about it, discussing it. Would love to hear your thoughts as well. Please check us out. And thank you all for listening to this show. Hope you enjoyed it. And Bianca, again, hope to have you back another time in the not so distant future. For sure. Thanks for having me again, Nick. It was awesome. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.